Hello there. So as we get closer and closer to the release of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and we're getting towards the end of what I've called June on this uh, uh, podcast is uh, Harrison Ford Appreciation Month. I've got a little throwback review. I've been mentioned I was going to do it, and it's for The Fugitive 1993, which was actually one of the biggest films of 1993, which is actually quite impressive when you consider Jurassic Park came out there, which became the biggest film of all time. And I believe it was the third biggest film worldwide or domestic. Don't know. I remember hearing it was the third biggest. Don't actually know what the second biggest was, but we can bet it wasn't Super Mario Brothers from 1993, though. You know that, motherfuckers. But, you know, this is my review for The Fugitive. I will go into some spoilers on that with this, so, you know, film that's been out for nearly 30 years. Kind of incredible when you think about it. This, because uh, it's never aged a day. It just has all those qualities that a good thriller should have, you know, so it just, this film, if anything I would say about this film, I rewatched it again a couple of days ago, if I could say anything vaguely negative about it, it's almost like it peaks too soon, because I do think the pacing is so good in the first 40 minutes or so, it's like unbelievably phenomenal, it almost struggles to keep up with that in the second half, even though the second half is incredibly compelling and the way it all comes together works really well if anything, but you know I mean, look at the first 40 minutes of this film, you are thrown right into it, there's no time wasted, and you, like this guy, you've got pretty much uh, Harrison Ford's character Richard Kimball getting having, you've got you. we've all set the scene of him his wife's being found murdered He's the prime suspect. He gets questioned in it in a great scene as well. Absolutely great scene. And he's found guilty in court. They don't even waste much time with the court scene. It's just like bang, bang there. This is all before the credits have stopped going. And I'll say one thing about the credits as well. The, 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 the main credits as well, when it showed like the two main names, the Harrison Ford, and then his first name, Harrison Flipping, flipping to Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. His first two names, of course. His first Tommy Lee thing, not Pamela Anderson's Tommy Lee, of course. But you know, flipping into Jones, brilliant, brilliant. I love that. That's actually, I remember watching that again. I was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Thank you. That was cool. That was a great little touch. Don't know why. Just liked it. But they have it, motherfucks. And so the actual credits are just basically done with that and you get to this uh, what's became iconic the uh the the way he escapes the the train crash and things as well and then it's so well done as well as you've got some other guy he's he looks like he's faked foaming at the mouth he's done something to make sure he, he gets he starts foaming but so so a security guard goes to him and then he's just well, like tries to escape shoots and then it just causes all types of havoc and things but the stunt was so well done practically done looks to perfection and you know this thing was iconic to to much to the point that this was actually mocked in the simpsons as well not mocked but had homage paid to it in the simpsons just like another scene and we'll get to that later you know i remember when homer for some reason was getting 
I can't even remember why, but I remember they they they'd done it, and I was like, oh yeah, fugitive. When he's doing the little thing when he's running next to the the train, but this was a spectacular stunt. It was great, and we get the introduction uh, introduction to uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character Samuel Gerard, brilliant character. He was so good, you know. It's like everyone. He just comes in. You just know <laughs> there were certain little lines as well as like there was like a the leg chains were unhooked. I think where where uh, were found, and of course it was one of the things. Is of course Harrison's character Richard Kimball is a doctor, and one of the security guards lets him go when when the other guy needs to get treated, and he's just like, yeah, unhook me, on unkey me, and then of course it's like, oh, you've got Tommy Lee Jones, ha, leg change, why are there legs in them? By the way, there's going to be a lot of shit impressions of Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford in this uh, review, so. Be wary of that, motherfuckers. But you know, um, you know, and this character, instant impact. You just knew the charisma came off the screen, and it's almost like when you see Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones in the same film. It's a parasitical, grumpy bastard. It's like the ultimate. Never mind face off. This is like the ultimate. Cynical, grumpy bastard off, and it works so well. Even though they're not actually on screen that much together, believe it or not, they're they're really not. But uh, we'll get to the other moment, the first time they appear on screen. But um, yeah, it's so well done as well. And there's so many little great moments as well. I've not seen this one for a while, but moments I just remember when he's like going to his one uh, of his assistant who's Newman. He's just like, "What are you doing?" I'm thinking. Why do you think me up a chocolate donut with some of those little sprinkles on top? <laughs> and there's actually a lot of really great, really humorous moments in this film as well. You've got, like, of course, when uh, Kimball's going to get his uh, escapes, goes in, cuts his beard, shaves it right off, because, of course, no one's going to remember him if he shaves his beard off. To be fair, it's quite a prominent beard, so there's there's just that little bit enough of believability when it's just like, yeah, okay, fair enough, if you didn't really know him, and you've seen all these pictures when you're looking for a guy that has a big, giant, prominent beard, you might just not recognise him and things. But then when when cop asks him, it's like, have you seen this guy, six, uh, certain weight, certain belt, blue eyes and all that? And he's just like, and the like where he's just like, every day, pal, especially when I look in the, when I look in the mirror, except for the beard. And he's just like, yeah, actually kind of get round the ridiculousness of this and he's not using stupid disguises I meant in that Val Kilmer the Saint film when he was meant to be a fugitive as well he just kept making all these stupid ridiculous looking disguises this came out like years up, a good few years like four years after the fugitive as well and he was just like yeah I'll, I'll make a load of disguises but he's still completely look like himself, whatever. At least he didn't do mis- disguises. It's like, if you've seen this guy for a split second, for a split second, you might not actually, or a few seconds, you wouldn't actually think, you know what, that's the same guy. Because there was enough, the beard was prominent enough that you could get it off. So that was kind of believable. The other funny bit was, not long after this, you got the paramedics bringing in the other, uh, the other one of the other people that was on the train with him, 
and then the, the guy recognises him and he's like, oh shit, and puts, the, and puts the oxygen mask on him and just says, oh yeah, here's a puncture and this, that, and the other, he's lung, and all that, and then the other guy says, how the hell does he know that just from looking at his face? So you're like, yeah, sometimes there's a lot of ludicrous stuff, but they actually kind of make jokes about it, which works quite well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of ludicrous stuff as well here, and, and you know, and we come to the bit when you're know, like Samuel L. Gerard. Uh, this is, this seems iconic. Like you've got Gerard and uh, and Kimball in the dam as well. He's doing that. Ah, Richard, do you want to get shot? And he's doing that. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> and you, you know, it's ironic about that. The whole. I don't care, Tommy Lee Jones gif and meme and all that gets used uh, quite often. I've seen it on Twitter as well. People will say, something's been tweeted about, and they'll say, I don't care. But they actually take the time to reply to it without any sort of provocation. They'll actually take the time to pry it. It's, it's like the 20th Century Fox one, the no one cares, no one cares. And they, but they actually take the time to reply to it and say, no one cares or I don't care. Well, you clearly did if you took the time out and nobody tagged you in it, so you obviously did. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, of course, this is another moment you've got, like, uh, mocked in The Simpsons when, uh, like, uh, Bart set Mil got Milhouse on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> so, like, and then they, they mock this as well. When he jumps off the dam and he's like, my glasses. But, uh, yeah, uh, this is one of these things, right? This film was so bloody exciting. This is ludicrous what happens, but I didn't care because I was enjoying it so much. So I don't care. This is why I can... I can excuse silliness when he like jumps off the dam but survives. It's like and everyone else is just like, No way, he didn't survive and Tommy Lee Jones is like, Hell yeah, you we, we gotta get, go and search for him. He turned out to be right, of course. You know. But this was so this is one of those things like if this one was boring or I wasn't invested in it go, going up to this point, I'd be like, uh, whatever. But you know what? <laughs> Don't care. I was invested because this is exciting. So there you go. I'll I'll give this a pass. And you know, if if the film was shite or whatever, then I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that ain't getting a pass. That's stupid. I don't mind stupidity as long as I'm entertained, and I'm entertained by this film. So you know, there's a few other little logic things as well. There's one when he's phoning people that he knows. I think his phone's one of his uh, law people, and the the law guy is like lawyers. Says to him like. Richard, uh, Richard, you know, um, you shouldn't have run. You know, you should have just, uh, ha you should just hand yourself in. It just makes you look guilty. And I'm thinking to myself, hang on a fucking minute. Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. This guy, he's telling him to hand himself in. It makes him look guilty. And he's like, well, he's already been to court and been found guilty. And, you know, he was uh, literally on his way to get transported somewhere to get lethal injection. So I think if he hands himself in, I mean, I'm sorry, but this is the very definition of you've got nothing fucking left to lose. Cause, so come on, mate. Seriously. But, uh, you know, but this was fun as well. I'm phoning up these people and there's uh, some other really great scenes as well. I do think the first half of the film is significantly stronger than the second half, but, you know, it does... Uh, 
sort of it pieces it focuses on piecing the puzzle together of course you know we actually end up finding out it's this guy uh, of course the whole one-armed man which was mocked in the mask like that came out a year after this it's no it's not to me it was the one-armed man like that that was done you can see how much this film actually did have an impact on culture and things like that as well you know you're not you're not going to parody anything that nobody cares about i mean you know unless it's and another pop culture things it's like people can parody morbius all they want but you know whatever that film was a parody in itself when you watch it but whatever but um no it was it was almost uh you can you can start to see and you got the whole the whole story that it was a botched break in there was richard kimball had, wasn't going to improve approve these uh samples that w would uh, cause liver damage and that's what it was and then some of the, the other doctor would like they did a stage break a, a forced breaking and well a breaking went bad they didn't think helen kimball would be there and they ended up killing her so i'm framing richard for it so so they could switch the samples around so you know botch samples yeah, and we come to the big ending as well. And you've got, like, two big doctors fighting out in a rooftop, just like in real life. But there you go. But again, the film's so exciting. The film's so engrossing. It doesn't really matter, because I'm entertained by this. And this was great. And you know what, Harrison, brilliant performance in this, as always. Absolute star. Doesn't get an Oscar nomination. Again, the, the, you want to talk about how much of a farce the Oscars are. Harrison Ford only ever got one Oscar nomination, and I mentioned this. This is for uh, Witness, I think it came out in 1985 or something like that. And Tommy Lee Jones actually won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. And to be fair, even though this is Harrison Ford Appreciation Month, and one of my favourite ever Harrison Ford films, I do have to say he did steal the show in this film, and absolutely thoroughly deserved. So, you know, there you have it. But... Of course, we all find out Richard Kimball's innocent and we all go home happy. And we the sequel comes out a few years later, US Martyrs, which is actually pretty enjoyable. You know, I've not seen it in years, but you know, I quite liked it. Wesley Snipes is the other guy, and it's uh, focuses around Samuel Gerard's character more. So, you know, pretty enjoyable film. You can sort of see why Harris Ford wouldn't want to return for it. He might be like, wait a minute, am I, am I going to get convict, falsely convicted for something again? You know, it's that film's pretty enjoyable, but not a patch on this. And you know what? Well, there you have it. It is what it is. But, you know, The Fugitive, really enjoyable film. It was really good fun watching it again. Thumbs up for that. Another great example of how Harrison Ford is one of the top movie stars as well I know this was based on a I think it was a 60s TV show but you know this actually is a massive box office success as well it made like 390 odd million dollars or something like or 370 odd million dollars something like that in 1993 globally unadjusted for inflation so adjusted for inflation 30 years later and you know, there you go. And, and you watch this film now, you wouldn't know. Other than the lack of technology, it's like obviously something like this nowadays would have mobile phones and tablets and all that shit. And it, but you, in terms of story, in terms of the way the film's shot and everything like that, and in terms of cinematography and everything like that, you'd never know this film was, ne was nearly 30 years old. 
So there you go. Hasn't aged the day other than certain technologies because you know people would be on their f social media and shit like that with a situation like this. But you know, there you have it. It is what it is. So the future of 1993. Absolute joy to rewatch it again. Really enjoyed it. Always worth revisiting every now and again. Not one of my favourite films of all time, but it's a great example of, you know, how you actually do a good thriller chase film and it just works for the most part almost perfectly. There's a few flaws. There's certain silly things that you can make fun of, but whatever, you know, it's enjoyable, so you can gloss over that a little bit. If the film was boring, the, the silly things that you can make fun of would be a lot worse, but oh well, there you have it. So, uh, that's my thoughts there in the future. A nice little throwback review there. Anyway, speaking of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, I'm due to be seeing this this coming Saturday. Review will be up for it, and it'll be a non-spoiler review. It will be up on uh, Sunday. Very much looking forward to seeing it. Can't wait to see it, in fact. I've had my tickets booked for uh, two and a half, two weeks now. Something like that. Love doing the Indiana Jones throwback review series. Harrison Ford, and it's been great seeing Harrison Ford out and about. You know, the, the, the interview done with Ali Plum as well. Check that out on YouTube. Talk shop as well. Like I said, I've mentioned this. I've done this other uh, recording a few weeks back, about a month or so, just before I actually started the month, the, just after the Cannes review and things. As, uh, you know, Great to see. It's always it's great to see Harrison Ford again. Uh, he wanted to do another Indiana Jones, and you know, who are we to who are we to say? Ho hopefully, I love the film, but you know what? This is one of those changes. Can't remember if I've mentioned this before. I'm actually kind of okay with Dial of Destiny is destined to bomb because they've spent way too much money on it. I just don't think the interest is there for the de from the general audience. But you know what? I'm kind of cool with it bombing. This is one of those rare occasions where I'm mega excited to see a film and I'm kind of cool if it bombs because, you know, I hope I love it and everything like that. But then again, if it makes a ton of money, they'll just they'll just recast them and think, oh, yeah, we can just put anyone in the Indiana Jones thing. But if it bombs, they might just cool it for a little bit. And to be honest, there's only one Indiana Jones as far as I'm concerned, motherfucks. And there's only one Harrison Ford as well. So that's all I've got to say about that. So, anyway, speaking of bombs, still haven't seen The Flash yet, so I might see it tomorrow. I've been saying this for a while, but like, I might see this and this and that. Uh, so there'll be, once I do it, there'll be a review out. Uh, I'd like to see that Jennifer Lawrence film, No Hard Feelings, so I might see that later in the week. And I'll watch Secret Invasion at some point this week, and there'll be reviews out for them if I do. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye.